0: I'm Conor Lennon, and you're listening to The Lid is On, the flagship podcast from UN News. What industry is responsible for more greenhouse gas emissions than the world's biggest oil companies? Yep, you guessed it. The answer is the beef and dairy industry. The combined emissions of the top meat and dairy companies are greater than some major industrialized nations, such as Germany or the UK, And at a time when water resources are becoming more and more depleted, it takes almost 1,700 litres of water, it's about 450 gallons, to produce just one quarter-pounder. Now, if it looks like a burger, smells like a burger, and tastes like a burger, chances are it's a burger, right? Well, not necessarily, or rather not anymore. Your taste buds may be confused as mine were if you try out one of the new breed of plant-based meats. Yes, that is a thing which are now available in restaurants and even some supermarkets. The rise of such exotic foods or heresies if you're a die-hard carnivore is part of the rising popularity of diets that involve eating less or even no meat. Here's Jamil Ahmed head of intergovernmental affairs at UN Environment in New York with a few more facts and figures.
1: The key impacts are many folds. Uh, As you know, meat uh, production is very resource intensive in terms of water. It also has a large amount of greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, Meat production also requires large uh, swaths of land. So in some parts of the world, this space is created by uh, mowing down forests and clearing agricultural land. So that in itself, is um, a pressure on the already stressed resources of uh, the planet.
0: And that brings us nicely back to yes, plant-based meat, or impossible foods, or Beyond Meat. The last two are actually the names of real companies based in the U.S. producing real, or rather, unreal meat. And they've both been named Champions of the Earth. That's the highest UN environmental honor. Rather than producing the kind of veggie burgers and patties that have been around for a while, they've taken a more scientific approach, stripping down the basic building blocks of meat to protein, fat, water and trace minerals and recreating a kind of meat substitute entirely from plants at a fraction of the cost to the environment. Jamil Ahmad again. They were
1: chosen because they have done some pioneering work in trying to introduce the concept of plant based food and that is something that we need more and more to make awareness about how we can uh, still enjoy our meals without intensely using meat products un environment uh, organized a campaign uh, on food waste and food lost uh, which also focused on how we can reduce food lost and food waste by trying to move away from uh, extensive uh, use of meat
0: but is anyone actually eating this stuff To find out for myself, I travelled downtown to one of the restaurants of the Bear Burger chain, which are dotted around New York City and beyond. I caught up with Rudy Ramos. He's the vegan culinary director of Bear Burger. I caught up with Rudy Ramos. He's the vegan culinary director of Bear Burger. And I asked him what's different about Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat. These companies are just looking at
2: what a quote-unquote veggie burger is and what it can be. Um, they're, they're, the building blocks are different. I think when, when, I mean, me personally being a chef making veggie burgers the whole time I've been a chef, thinking about vegetables and how they, how they bring texture and how they respond well to searing, those things when I would make a veggie burger, um, I always thought about it in terms of little pieces of vegetables coming together to form a patty right um, and that's how i've always thought about it even the early quote-unquote veggie burgers that were made from soy that had sort of a tear away <laughs> mouth um, they still focused on um, the idea that uh, you want a veggie burger to have this certain texture i think what impossible and beyond came and did was said no let's break it down to really a molecular level let's see why we crave meat let's break down everything that a meat burger has and let's build it back from the ground up
0: okay so we're in the kitchens now yes we're in the kitchen. So, tell, tell me what we're looking at here
2: so right now side by side i have to my right the beyond burger and to my left is the impossible burger beyond you can see is a little more patty form Uh, the impossible here is a little more rustic and the impossible on my left is actually a little thicker on the inside so that way if someone wanted to have a medium or medium rare impossible to have uh, sort of that bleeding heme um, they can have that
0: so just like with me medium rare rare you can have uh... The same texture, the same feel. You can have the same texture and the same feel. Um, tell me, what kind of reactions of customers, tell me the kind of things they say, like they've eaten it for the first time, you've got some hardcore red, e- red meat eaters out there. I really think it
2: depends on how open someone is. If someone's coming specifically to try these proteins and they're excited because they want to try something new, I think they're going to have a more open mind. And I truly think that they, they will enjoy it. One of the great things about these proteins is um, the way that they sear. Something like a veggie burger, when you put it on the grill, it's going to, it's going to crisp up a little. And, um, but what these do is these sear. Where we are at in terms of food, there's an explosion of plant-based options in our grocery aisle. Me personally being vegan for a long time, you know, I, I went through those times where I would eat with my family or I would eat with my friends in non-vegan establishments and I always, was always stuck with something that was an afterthought, right? So uh, it was either salad or french fries. I'm not a
0: big fan of salads anymore. <laughs> Had too many in my life. Are you seeing that attitudes to meat are changing?
2: I think so. I even see it in, in the company that I work for. A lot of the people that work for headquarters you see that they're actually not just eating burgers every day the, the company that i work for they will routinely people within the company will eat the impossible they will eat the beyond they will have salads they're reducing
0: their meat intake when, you, when you're getting reactions from customers or, or from even the people who you work with is this for health reasons is it because of the fears about the environmental cost of meat we all know that Red meat in particular uses a huge amount of water, resources, and uh, many people, including at the UN, are saying that this is not environmentally sustainable.
2: Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of the things that you mentioned. Yes, people do want, people, we see people being more healthy, um, and we see people thinking about the environment, thinking about climate change, thinking about sustainability, and thinking about um, the resources that we use. And how we may or may not abuse them and how we how are we a cog in that machine how do we contribute or how do we not
0: contribute and as I have a a 15 year vegan in front of me Mm -hmm. what are your reasons
2: first and foremost I'm about um, I'm an ethical vegan so for me first and foremost it's about animals but I also care about the environment I also care about um, uh, the workforce in these slaughterhouses, the, the mechanism of animal slaughter. Um, I, I, I think about everything that is attached to how we eat. And me personally, I don't want to be a part of that, which sounds, again, counterintuitive or misguided, working for a company that makes most of its money from animals. But I actually see it as quite guided. Being vegan in these 15 years, I would say the first 10 years of my veganism were relatively stagnant in the sense that there wasn't a lot of innovation. Um, In fact, I can remember even less than ten years ago when I talked to somebody and I said that I was a vegan. They might not even know what that is. Ten years later, everybody knows what that word is. And in the last five years, I think we've seen the proliferation of plant-based options explode. When I first went vegan, I made soy milk from powder and water. Now I can go to a local convenience store and buy soy milk. That blows my mind. So because I've seen that sort of shape, it it made me rethink about how I am a participant in this movement. I know that this is a marathon. I know that this is not a sprint. I know that this is a long game. I mean, the word vegan was first coined in the 40s. Here we are all these years later. And I'm just excited to see where we go. I think one thing that um, gets lost in the whole impossible beyond debate is that they had been working on these things for quite a number of years and then they they came to market. This is just the first step. I'm super excited to see what's going to happen in 10 years. Maybe we're going to have this conversation in 10 years and then the impossible is going to be an afterthought at that point, the way that me drinking powdered soy milk is an afterthought at this point. I think that from 2009 on, is going to be the new era of veganism. And I consider myself a participant in that.
0: I was speaking to Rudy Ramos, the Vegan Culinary Director of the Bear Burger restaurant chain. And you can find out more about plant-based meats and the UN campaign to promote diets with less meat by searching online for UN Environment Plant-Based Meats. I'm Conor Lennon, and you've been listening to The Lid is On.